Welcome to the Mum Boss Podcast, hosted by me, Renee O'Neill. I'm your host, life and business coach for mums, and a mum of two myself. I'm here to help you be the present mum you're wanting to be, whilst also having a successful business, because you can have both. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You have come to the right place if you're a mum who dreams of time and financial freedom and wants to be fulfilled in life alongside motherhood. This podcast is a place where you can come to be inspired and empowered whilst also getting tangible tips, advice and strategies to help you in your life and business. So let's dive in. Today on the Mum Boss Podcast, I'm very excited to have my friend Sarah on the podcast. So Sarah, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about you. Hey, Renee. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's so exciting to be here. I, Yeah, so I'm Sarah. I am a mum of two. Um, I've been on a bit of a journey in the last, I would say, two and a half years, really triggered by probably COVID, to be honest, and um, and all of that and just realising, yeah, like where, where my life was at and where I really actually desired it to go. So, um, yeah, two and a half years ago, I was just in my groundhog day I was just living day to day um and feeling really uninspired really and really um yeah really unsure of like where I was heading what I really wanted out of life so yeah fast forward to now I have found myself um online with an online business supporting other women to create new realities and and create new online um ventures and it's been really really exciting and it's been a really a really beautiful journey for me personally in like a lot of areas of my life um and what I really I feel really passionate about is just like helping other people to expand how they're feeling about themselves in their day-to-day lives and yeah start to dream a little bigger and and plant that vision um solidly in their mind of where they want to go I love that and it's so interesting too because I feel like the start of COVID was such a pivotal moment for so many people I feel like it really impacted us in a way that made us really stop and evaluate our lives and our values and you know are we actually happy in what we're doing and it's interesting to see the shift that has occurred just from that and for you in particular a lot kind of come out of that situation didn't it yes yes it's been quite the process and I mean look to take you back when COVID actually hit I was petrified I was glued to the news I was petrified I was literally changing my clothes when I came home from the supermarket I was just I was buying bulk sanitizer I think I paid like $60 for this tub of sanitizer online like I was petrified and I was glued to the news and living in a real state of fear um I didn't want to go and see anyone I was really worried and and like most people like so worried about my kids and how am I protecting them and what can I do um in a situation where I felt like I had no control really. So I was trying to control every little thing um, and it really, yeah, it really, really took its toll on me like mentally um, and physically. Like I was just not in good health in my body or in my mind at that point in time. Um, Yeah, and it's funny how things evolved. Like, you know, it was actually my dad who started planting a few seeds for me that maybe it wasn't as, as bad as what we were being told it was. 
and you know slowly but surely and actually it actually happened quite quickly for me but you know I started just opening up and becoming more curious about the things that we were being told and what I was what I was actually doing myself like constantly watching the news and then feeling so worried and I became really aware that those things were just not helping me at all um so yeah that was kind of the start but I absolutely agree I think like that point in time for so many people and so many people I've met since has been like a turning point um you know which was obviously wrapped up in a lot of worry and heartache and you know there were so many factors and like that's not to take away from the people that experienced like traumatic things in that period of time like it really was so hard and like nothing we'd ever kind of lived through before Mm. yeah it is interesting because they everyone has such a different you know experience with it and mine was very similar to yours you know I think as a mom our instinct is to protect our children and when we are being fed this information of how dramatic it was being shared with us it did create a sense of fear for us all and I think for mums we really went into overdrive because all of a sudden we are petrified for ourselves but for our family and our kids and you know exactly like what you said in in doing what we can control and that's the, the thing it's like you've had that realization that sitting and watching the news is not actually serving me in this moment and what can I do to change that and so I love that you were able to recognize that I know because I'm a friend of yours that you know the whole situation around COVID did actually have an, a bigger effect than that for you as well in your mm-hmm. employment situation so mm-hmm. I'd love for you to just I guess share that with our listeners because I know personally of clients of mine and listeners that have experienced the same thing as you mm. and I think it's really important to share this so people don't feel alone in their own journey but also to know that you know it's interesting what happens when you make a choice And that choice leads you onto this path and, you know, that reflection of now looking back being like this was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, in so many ways that has been my experience um, of this entire journey. Like I knew um, the writing was on the wall, I think, when I started to open up and become curious about what was going on and the bigger picture of what COVID meant and how we were being kind of fed down this this road, um, you know, when it came to you know, so so fast forward six months from when I initially was petrified, I've really come a long way in how I was viewing things. So the writing was on the wall, I think, for me, and I I became very aware of where things might be going. Um, However, I was still really fearful of what that would mean for our family unit. I actually started, um, I I became really focused on actually getting my physical health in a better place. So I started using Isogenics products. I then became open to sharing the products and becoming you know a network marketer with those products because I got really fantastic results from them and I was feeling better than I ever had physically and mentally because I think when we're taking better care of our physical bodies and moving more we we know that this is not groundbreaking that this is helping our mental state as well so that was kind of the journey and and I saw network marketing as being a way that I might be able to start to create a plan b So I did that for about 12, 18 months. 
Um, I had a lot of success. I met fantastic new people. I started building a brand online, sharing the products, being really authentic and organic for me um, and doing it in my own way, all with this idea that we were going to come to a point where vaccine mandates might find us. I was convinced that they were coming. My partner was not so much convinced. And this was another real challenge for us because I was kind of further down the path of what I could see versus where he was at. Um, and that caused a bit of conflict as well, you know, because when you're feeling like you're going down all these rabbit holes <laughs> and, you know, and, and your partner's kind of not there or not particularly interested in all of the rabbit holes, it can feel really isolating as well, you know, and, and a lot of my friendship groups change and that's a whole nother story. But essentially, you know, we, we came to a point where both my job and my partner's job were both in categories where we were asked to take the vaccine or lose our jobs. And the threat of that on not one, but two secure jobs. So we were both like, we'd always felt like we were both in super secure jobs. You know, like you'd ask financial planners or bankers and they'd be like, oh, that's a really secure job. Like, that's awesome. So we'd both kind of move through life with this mentality of our jobs are so stable and secure and it's fine. And we're, we're both lucky to have the jobs that we have and all of these sorts of things and beliefs. But very, very quickly, literally overnight, both of our secure incomes became like I, I say, like a ransom for compliance, you know, and, and that was how we felt. And it was really hard. It was a really hard time. Um, you know, I was hell bent. You could not change my mind that I was not going to comply. Um, that was my take from, from the start. I was like, absolutely not. I will rather sell the house, sell everything that we have, go and live in the bush. Like I was just like, you know, my values in that moment were so much stronger than my fear of like the unknown. And I think that's where like sometimes we can go, you know, we hear these things and I'd always heard like your values are stronger than your fear. And in that moment, I kind of, it hit me. I'm like, this is what I'm valuing more, my body integrity, my ability to say no, and I'm okay with whatever consequences that means for us you know so yeah it was a really really hard point of time but I was absolutely certain that I was not going to do it uh yeah so does that answer your question <laughs> yeah yeah and I guess you know for listeners who might be a little unaware your employment status meant that you did actually end up leaving didn't you yeah, so um, the mandates all came out in October. There was a lot of back and forth, you know, and I kind of had the the mentality, like, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down swinging, you know. So I, like, really put it out there to my employer. I kind of challenged them on a lot of things that they were saying and doing and the pressure that they were putting on people. And from October to April, um, so the better part of six months, this went on, and I was continuing to work from home. Um, back and forth in these emails, back and forth with my employer. Um, and then push came to shove and um, that was it. Like it was like time to come back to the office now. If you're not vaccinated, you can't come back to the office and you can no longer do your job and here's your termination notice. So I was officially terminated in April um, just this year. And, yeah, it was, it was really like it was a real turning point for me and I really... In that moment, and even before that, I think, but I was so 
certain that I was going to make this the best thing that ever happened to me. Like that was my thing. And I just got goosebumps saying that because I still feel like that's like a real driver. I'm like, I actually am going to use this as a springboard to my absolute best life and not, you know, not make this like a doom and gloom, poor me, victim mode. I go into that and sit in that anger and resentment for everything that's happened, Um, you know, which I know is easier said than done. And I've definitely had my moments of being like, this is so fucked. (laughs) But, um, you know, on the whole, and when I pull myself back to my why and why I'm actually doing this, um, it's really easy for me to go, do you know what, that was the best thing that happened to me and I'm going to make damn sure that that's actually how it plays out. Yeah, and I think that's just testament to your mindset too, you know, that you can look at this situation with that lens of, you know, this is going to be something that has impacted my life and my family, yes, but it's going to be for the better. You know, I'm going to look back on this moment and and be like, you know, that was the best thing that did happen to me. And here you are six months later and, you know, you are where you're at. So it's it's amazing to see that as well and, and be part of watching you, you know, go through that process. It's funny because um, I was working at my local hospital and I had actually put in my long service leave notice during the period of will we, won't we mandate these vaccines? And interestingly, I made the decision to leave, but it ended up being that it was effective on the very day they put the mandate out. And I was like, interesting how universally that just happened to evolve (laughs) on the very same day. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, it was so much. And, you know, I when you say like my mindset around it was good, it wasn't always, you know, and I've done a lot of work. I've worked with coaches. I've invested actually a lot of money in making sure that my mindset and even my physical health, like it's really become a priority in these last two years. And I think as well, what COVID did for a lot of people was like shined a light on how are we actually taking care of ourselves, like emotionally and physically and financially. Like for me, you know, having moved through my entire life, I've worked in jobs, you know, since I was 18, I kind of floated in and out of jobs. I went to uni for five minutes, you know, like I never knew what I wanted to do, but, you know, it never actually occurred to me that I actually need to be creating like plan B, plan C, you know, especially when we have kids, I think like there's so many unknowns. And when I became aware of it, it became really unnerving to me to think that how reliant we are on employer and employer you know, and my my situation and then my partner also being in the same situation and us not really being on the same wavelength with everything, like where I was like, I'm so prepared to do whatever it takes to not do this and I'll sell the house, I'll sell everything. He was like taking a different view and that became really challenging as well, you know, as the the male you know the head of the family he he really took that responsibility on to provide for his family so that was like a really big challenge for us in our relationship as well because you know here's me being like sell it all I want to get out of here we'll go live in the bush I don't care and he's like I want to create a stable income and a stable you know place for our family unit like that's actually really important to me so you know our values were a little bit different in that in that moment and you know that that became a whole challenge in itself so I think like it's really hard the layer of you know of how you feel about something but then also the family that you have around you the people that you have around you and how they feel and how that can influence how we feel ourselves you know it can be really really hard yeah so I guess going through that 
together as a couple and with that, you know, differing of values, which is actually quite common, I feel, like especially in relationships and couples, you know, what you strongly value can be very different to the other person. It's finding that equal ground, isn't it? But what were the things that you were doing for yourself to really nurture your physical and mental health through this whole challenging period of life? Mm. Do you know the probably the biggest things that I I have done, but I ha- I hadn't been doing like say two years ago, was asking for what I need, actually verbalizing it, and then not expecting people to know what I need. You know, so um, becoming. A, a more um, aware and conscious of like, actually, what do I need right now? How do I need to like give myself the things that are going to make me feel better? So for me, that's like time um, to do my own thing. You know, in human design, if you're aware of what that is, I'm a manifesting generator and I'm like hermit is like my own time is super important. And as I'm getting older, I'm starting to recognize and see that when I'm not honoring that part and that need to have my own time and space like I love my kids I love my family but how I need that time to actually recharge myself so you know for a long time I wouldn't ask for that necessarily or I would schedule a lot of things in my day or in my week um, on my weekends I wouldn't give myself that spaciousness and then I'd feel really depleted and then I'd be you know trying to clamber back from this place of depletion so becoming able to verbalize what I need to Mitch was really a big one. And also realizing that I can say no to things mm-hmm. and I don't have to come up with 10,000 reasons as to why I can't do something or I don't want to do something. I can actually just say, oh, thanks so much for the invitation, but I'm not going to come or I don't want, you know, it's not a priority for me right now. So there's been a lot of waves of things, but I think those two things, learning how to say no and be okay with it. And sometimes we are worried that we're going to disappoint someone or I better go because I don't want that person to feel like they're not important to me or I don't want, you know, like that person to, you know, I haven't seen them for three months so I have to go and see them because it's been three months, you know, like letting all of that go and actually just honouring what you need um, first and foremost, that's been like a massive thing for me. Mm, you know, I love, yeah, yeah us, I love that us, so much yeah show our kids that we actually don't have to be scheduled to the brim you know to be living a really full life we can actually give ourselves time mm. and I think it's really important to have boundaries like that in place for yourself because you need to to honor your own well-being your own energy and protect that a little bit more and I think that's where a lot of like our overwhelm tends to come from too, is when we are committing ourselves to all these things we should be doing and we feel obligated to do. And then we end up showing up in this energy that just is not ourselves. It's not good for anyone. And so being able to implement those strategies to be like, you know, I can actually say no to these things or, you know, not right now, or, you know, you can do it in a diplomatic way. It doesn't have to be in a, a um aggressive way of being like I don't want to come to that sorry (laughs) totally Um, yeah but yeah so I guess also with you know in the taking care of yourself I know that your physical health is something that you are very passionate about as well in that you know this forms part of your business so Mm -hmm. I'd love for you to share about that as well Mm. yeah so um 
actually one thing I'll just circle back to the other thing that I just really want to instill in the listeners and anyone who's listening to this is your environment just make sure that your environment is as good as you can get it you know the people around you the things that you're putting into your mind reading podcasts make sure that you're listening to things that really bring you up because I think that's like absolute key as well um yeah, so the, the physical health. Yeah, so, I mean, look, I haven't always prioritised my physical health. You know, there's been waves, I think, um, after becoming a mum, you know, it's shone down the list a little bit, kind of like, oh, you know, whatever, give me the chocolate, give me the chocolate, need the sugar, you know, like 10 coffees, all the things. So I think that, um, again, it's just been like a, a thing that has evolved over time. But um, for me, you know, a part of my business is sharing a phenomenal water product um and this forms part of my online business so um if anybody's heard of kangan water this water is like next level for our bodies it's it's what they call living water so it's full of antioxidants it's full of molecular hydrogen it's really really good for our bodies in so many ways and not only that like our environment being our home so as mums like i often feel like we're the gatekeepers of our homes you know like we are probably the people going to the supermarket buying all things um you know for us we had i've never looked at things like cleaners you know what's actually in cleaners what are the chemicals that we have in our home and about 12 months ago my little boy at the time he was like one and a half i think he grabbed a dishwashing tablet out of the cupboard and put it in his mouth and I was like oh my god like had a panic attack you know and I'm like oh I'm looking at the ingredients there's like poison hotline I'm like oh my god like it, it was absolutely like heart stopping I was like oh my god like he, he was fine thank god so but I was like why do we even have this shit in the house like I was so angry and I was like looking at it I'm like it's literally poison poison hotline and then I'm like looking at all of our chemicals that we've got to clean with and I was like what is going on here like there is a better way and at the time I was following a beautiful girl who um was in essential oils and I reached out to her and I was like right like give me I need to get rid of this toxic stuff out of our house um and that was kind of the start of that journey in itself so you know and from there learning about endocrine disruptors and all the things the ways that these things in our environment play a part in our health it's just become like this growing consciousness of what we're using around our home and on our skin and all of those sorts of things so yeah I could talk about that all day <laughs> it's it's funny because I could talk about that all day too that is actually where I started my journey as a doTERRA essential oil leader um and so living a holistic natural low-tox lifestyle is absolutely my jam too so we, maybe we need a second podcast for that <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It's, but it's funny because you don't like I've seen people sharing oils for years and I was just like it wasn't in my awareness like I, I wasn't actually receiving the information and sometimes it's not until we have like a scare like that you know with the dishwashing tablet or a health scare or something happen that actually goes oh oh my gosh, okay, I need a solution for this. And all of a sudden it was like a priority, mm. you know, and, and then it was like, okay, cool, replace that. Now we buy no cleaners and a part of the, the water products that we have is um, a, a water that essentially is antibacterial. So any, any disinfecting surfaces, like we buy zero cleaners in our home. Um, so not only the environmental impact of that, but like, our house, our money, like the cost of, of buying all of that stuff. Like I looked into Windex a few weeks ago and I was like, oh, my God, there's like lawsuits about Windex. And I'm like, how is this stuff on the shelves? Like it makes me so angry. Yeah. 
And that's the thing, like when you either have something like what you experienced with your son happen or a health scare comes along, it's usually not until we have these moments that happen that make us actually look into these things because it's so, you know, commercialized that you just, you go to the shop, you grab a cleaner, you spray it on your benches, you wipe it. But then you do look at a bottle and go, okay, it says it's poisonous and I'm spraying it on the surface. I put my food on and then I eat that food. Like it's not until you really stop and actually think about these things. It's like, it's just so a part of our life that we don't ever really question it. And I think when you plant that seed of questioning it, being like, hang on a minute, let's Mm -hmm. logically think this through. Is this safe for me and my family to use? Maybe not. Is there another solution? Is there another you know, alternative that you can use. And I guess that's where you come in with what you guys offer with your business is mm. there's this other solution available and letting people know there is something there for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree. I think, you know, we, yeah, we, we often like find ourselves, you know, in blinkers on of the things that we've always done. We're doing the things we've always done. And I think for me and, and even, when we decided to invest in this um, this water for our family and the unit and all the things that it does, you know, I was like a lifetime of having no chemicals around my kids is a priority for me. You know, a lifetime of them drinking the best possible water is a priority for me, you know, and, you know, luckily like Mitch and I are on the same page with that. So it was a real no-brainer for us to invest in that, that product and, as you can tell, I'm very passionate about sharing that product now as well. And then on the other side of that, how people can start to create an income from doing the exact same thing. Um, so, yeah, it's it's all really, it's really exciting and it really, like, gets me really fired up. <laughs> yeah, I guess for people that are listening that are like, oh, my gosh, I've never questioned this before and they're probably going to go straight to their cleaning cupboard and look at the cleaners and start going, oh, my gosh, what have I done? where is a good place for them to start? Like what is, what is something that they can tangibly do in the moment that they can make some sort of switch with? Oh, great question. Um, I mean, look, there's, there's so, I think there is more and more people becoming aware of the low tox kind of lifestyle. And as I said, I mean, I had seen people sharing it for ages. I was like, "Eh, no, no way. Like what the hell? Why would I do that? That's so silly. You know, they won't work. I used to think, oh, nothing will work. You know, like, oh my God, of course I have to use Windex because I want my windows clean. Like I didn't think there were actually alternatives that worked. And again, I think it's the marketing that we've grown up with. And my parents always cleaned with Windex. So, you know, that's, that's what I'll use when I do my glass. Um, Tangible things. I mean, look, I think there are obviously essential oils, right? But that's a, a big part of it. That's a really low cost way to get started in making some swaps in your house so for the mums out there who are listening along and they're like you know what I am stuck in a job that I don't want to be in for whatever reason obviously the mandates is a situation that's sort of been and gone now but you know if there's a mum out there who's listening and she's like I am so stuck in the life that I've got I am going to a job that I hate and they want that other option they want to know that there's that way out what is something that you can suggest for them because I know that you have personally been that person who whilst you was in your previous employment you were actually creating that plan b and you were planting those seeds really early on to set yourself up for success that you know you you couldn't foresee what was necessarily going to happen but 
your plan B did actually become your plan A. And, Mm. you know, I know for me too, while I was still in my employment, I had my coaching business up and running. And so that was my plan B with the vision of having it be my plan A, of course, too. But for those mums who are listening, you know, what would you suggest for them? Mm, there's a few things I think that I did towards the start of, of really like uncovering how I actually wanted to move through my life. One of them was to get really clear on why I actually wanted to change. And for me, you know, even when it came to my physical health, certainly my mental health, but honestly, like setting up an option for us financially. So we're never in the position again that we've found ourselves in as a family unit. Um, my why is about my kids, right? Like I want to show them that we can actually move through life and be doing something that we love and be in, you know, a state of inspiration and moving towards a vision and having the dream and the goals and actually not worrying about failing and just keep moving towards closer what we want to do. So, you know, establishing why, like what is your compelling why? Like, what is it that you actually want to achieve? Is it to show your kids that they can do X, Y, Z as well? Is it to create like financial legacy for your kids? Like, what is the thing that's going to keep you getting up out of bed and doing hard things, you know, because it's not going to be easy to create, you know, what you've done, Renee, like, it's not easy, right? What I've done, it's not easy. There's been so many times I've wanted to quit. I'm sure there's been so many times you've wanted to quit, you know, and and the thing that I'm sure we both come back to is why we're actually doing it in the first place. So understand that, ask yourself that, and then start to think about how you actually want things to look. If you can see in your mind how your day looks, you know, this was, and again, I just got goosebumps because I remember so clearly how many times I've done this exercise and it's evolved. It's changed over time, you know, like in, in some ways I'm, I'm living that now, you know, and there's been a lot of, um, a lot of rewriting of the script of how I actually want things to go. And when you get there, we go, actually, do you know what? This actually doesn't feel as good as what I thought it did. And I actually want to pivot and go over here. So how does your day look? What is your compelling vision? How does your ideal day look? And then are you going and looking at things with a curious mind? Are you actually open to seeing how other people do it? Are you open to investing time and energy and perhaps money into creating that vision and creating that reality? You know, I've worked with a lot of coaches over this time. You know, I've invested a lot of money into how I want to feel and that has been like instrumental, like I would not be here if I hadn't have had those coaches along the way. So I'm a huge advocate for getting a coach, having someone you can bounce ideas off, having someone you can go to when you're feeling like you can't remember why you started in the first place and it would be easier just to give up and go back to your job and live for the weekends again. You know, like I've been in that point a lot of time as well. Um, so yeah, I think that those three things, like really being curious uh, and I, I wonder if you've got anything you could add to that. Um, I th- yeah, I think, you know, the support network in particular, I honestly fully believe in as well, because being somebody who is doing something different to probably our friends and our family and the people that we're surrounded by can feel really isolating and we can feel so alone in in being in that place that we often then can stop and second guess ourselves and be like, what am I doing? Like I'm, I'm going against the grain here and that can feel really scary and isolating. So I think, you know, being able to source out a coach or being a part of a mastermind or just getting yourself around 
you know, people that are like-minded to you, people that you can aspire towards being like, you know, people that are at the place where you want to be, I think is so important. And it's, it's funny with, you know, investing in yourself because it can feel really scary. It can feel so scary to invest all your time and energy and resources into, you know, working with a coach or being a part of a group program. But it's, it's amazing at what the ripple effect is from that. And, you know, you will often get back tenfold of the investment that you've put forward. And, you know, you know, from a manifestation point of view as well, you're really planting those seeds of like, this is what I want my future to look like. And I think with what you touched on there about visualization, huge, huge Mm. thing to tap into on a daily basis. And, you know, even if you are on a long commute to your job that you don't potentially like, whilst you're driving to that job, visualize yourself driving to that future life that you want to be living and what it's going to feel like and be like and picture it all. And Mm -hmm. that excitement you get from just simply that visualization will really help carry you forward into taking the action steps towards that life. And I know when I do something like that with my clients, quite often, yes, they might be able to distinguish that I'm nowhere near where I want to be and that's okay. But what can you do in this very moment today in the life that you've got for yourself right now that you can take these little pieces from your future, you know, life that you're wanting to create and put them into the here and now? Is it that you want to spend a little bit more time, quality time with your family? That's something you can implement now. It doesn't have to be later on when you've got this dream business or dream career or whatever it is that you're wanting. So I think the the tips that you shared are just spot on. And, you know, for for the people that have been, you know, listening to this episode and hearing your story and and the business that you've created for yourself, where can our listeners find and connect with you? Yes. Um, so I am predominantly on Instagram. I've just started a TikTok. So I'm sharing a few nuggets of gold over on TikTok now, like new page, who's this? Like it's very out of my comfort zone. And I think like, you know, even creating that, I'm like, do you know what? If I really trusted myself and I trusted what I know and what I've got to share, my value, my worth, what would I do? You know, and I, I really love that question as well for the women out there that are like, do you know what? I don't know what I, if you actually just fully trusted yourself, what would you do? You know? And I, I think that, yeah, we, we, we have so much value. Like, and, and a lot of people go, I could never do what you're doing. Cause it's so boring. I'm so boring or I'm, I don't have anything to share. And, you know, we all have a story. And I mean, you've heard a snippet of mine, Renee shared her story, you know, you have a story, you know, and it's you seeing your value and your worth of sharing your story and allowing people to connect with you and what you bring to the table. Um, and that's what I love so much. So all of my stuff is on Instagram, on TikTok. Lovely. Well, I'll pop all of Sarah's links in the show notes. You'll be able to easily go and click and go over to Instagram and say hi and let us know that you've listened. We would love to know what your biggest takeaway was from the episode. But Sarah, thank you so much for being here. I've loved chatting with you. Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful. Thanks, Renee. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. To learn more, you can go to reneeoneal.com. I'm so grateful for you being here and super glad you've taken the time out for yourself to tune into today's episode. If you loved the episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so you can catch the next one when it's released. 
Also, if you share this podcast to your Instagram stories and tag me at renee.oneal, I will be sure to send you a little gift straight to your DMs as a thank you.